1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What have
2: you done?
3: You're listening to Cordishian and Call the show at 401-737-1287. 103.7 WEEI. Southern New England Sports Original. See, now your dad might recognize
4: this one. Do you recognize this Christmas oh, song? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah? Yeah okay i don't know i mean it's it's kind of a classic but this one kind of gets lost a little bit like i don't hear this that much on the radio you know you hear obviously mariah carey and all that stuff but like you don't hear john lennon happy christmas happy
3: happy christmas oh yeah oh yeah of course and and then there's yoko and then the whole discussion comes up with your uncle on christmas eve about how yoko broke and the beatles and the whole thing you know i mean and
4: Yoko, Giselle Bunch, and one yeah. of the same. The whole
3: thing. Uh, yeah. One of right. the same. Oh, exactly. the shade.
4: Yeah. My husband no, cannot throw the ball. The shade.
3: That's fact, Joe Passarelli. My I'm not debating has... it, but it's still throwing shade. <laughs> My husband cannot throw and catch the ball at the same time.
4: Uh, all right. Our thanks to Ernie D for joining us. Yeah, it was uh, great. to talk about his book, Star with a Broken Heart. We now go back to your phone calls. And we've kind of touched on a little bit of everything. We haven't really gotten into the Celtics. Uh, the one thought I would put out there regarding the Celtics is. I watched that game against Golden State the other night, and and I can't help but come away with that same type of feeling, same old Celtics. What do I mean by that? I mean that they're a team that just looks to me like they want to be in a game where they can outscore opponents – as opposed to doing the dirty work that it takes to win tough games, particularly in the postseason. When I say the dirty work, I mean in the playoffs, you need to defend. You need to play with toughness. You need to perform in the clutch. No, they'd rather play a game in the 140s where both teams are shooting 50-plus three-pointers, which Golden State and Boston did. And I'm just telling you, that's not the recipe for winning a championship come playoff
3: time. And I worry that they haven't gotten that out of their DNA yet. Scott, you know what's not a recipe for winning? Taking 58 threes yeah. in a game. And if you don't have Steph Curry on your roster. I just didn't like that. I'm like, this is uh, the three-point shooting. I get it. You want to shoot threes. You'll make threes. You still made 17. But you took 58 threes. Like, especially against a team like that, go to the hoop. Drive on them. And that plays into the fact that Steph Curry had five fouls in that game, Scott. When Steph Curry in the five the third quarter, fouls, he had five fouls. Go yeah. at him. Yep go at him. What yep. are you doing? Yep. Take him out of the game. They'll call it. After yep. You go at him enough. They'll call it. He'll get it. they'll yep. get him out of the game and that doesn't happen at the end of the game. Like that that to me I don't know. That that game was just strange to me. It just seemed out of, out of character for that uh, for the Celtics so far this season. It just seems like when they play the Warriors it's Something tightens up, something goes wrong, something, I don't know. It's no, just they that. want to
4: get caught in that three-point game Ugh. with Steph Curry, with the greatest three-point shooter of I all know. time. No, just
3: don't do that, because then the next night they score 144 on the Kings. I know. You know, it's, and I, I do think this has been talked about in Boston a lot, and, and I think it, it is true. Boy, I, I think this team really is a lot different when Porzingis is on the floor yep. this season. You got to keep him healthy. Because as good as they can be with Tatum and Brown, on the, Porzingis just gives you something. Different. He outplayed Sabonis against them at yeah, Sacramento. He's yeah. just, he's different. He's a different kind of talent. And putting him out there with Tatum, Brown, Holiday, White, he just, he, he fits well with this team. They are tough to stop when he's out there. So... Do everything you can to make sure he's healthy in April, May, and June because he's really going to help them. All right, let's
4: go back to the calls. The phone lines are full. We say hello to Matt and Warwick. Good morning, Matt. You're next on Cordishian
2: Coit and WEEI. Hey, good morning, guys. That was an awesome interview with Ernie D. Um, growing up, my, my grandfather always loved Bob Cousy, and I went to Holy Cross basketball camp. And it was just a funny story um, Tommy Heiselman, who I like, get 10 or 12 years old, really didn't know who the guy was. He, he, he like made guys, make kids cry. Like um, when he gave a speech, he just like uh, he was, he was like really emphatic. And Ernie D was just a legend. Of course, I never saw him play, but I was always hearing about him growing up. Because I was 12 years old when when Billy Donovan was was playing. You know, and
3: nice.
2: it just I just it's just really awesome. I can't wait to get his book. I haven't read too many books lately, but I think I'm gonna get that one. Yeah.
3: Thanks,
2: guys. And, and on the basketball thing. Uh, with Jalen Brown, who I've been, who's my favorite player on the Celtics, I've been super tough on earlier this year. I think a lot of people have starting to shoot the ball a little bit better, but that's not what I really um, saw in a couple games. Is if he can just simplify his game, not so many dribbles, get into the paint. He might be one of the top five athletes in the NBA with all these athletes that play this game. He's just unstoppable if he does what he does and. Um, I think if he plays the efficient way along with Tatum, I, I think they're unstoppable. Uh, yeah, but I, I, I've been impressed with him. In Golden State in the fourth quarter really, really bothers me. Yeah. Because I don't understand what Joe Missoula is, is looking at as this game is unfolding and not making the adjustments. I, I really think that could derail the team. I, I really want to li- like the guy as a coach, but it, it's just not good. It's just not. It's just not good. I, wonder, I I really wonder what Ernie D would think about that kind of game. All right, thanks, guys. Bye. All right, thanks, thanks Matt. Matt. Appreciate it.
3: No, I, I – well, I agree with him on Jalen Brown. I think Jalen Brown's been really sharp, like, the last He month, has. I think he's setting guys up. I think he's he's doing that whole make guys better sort of thing. It, it's yep. not only that, but I think he, he himself has really played well. And not just the flashy plays yep. like he usually does. It, it's just – I think he – I don't know what it is, but I agree with Matt. Like it's T- To me, he's exhibiting good. leadership qualities yeah. also. Uh, I loved how he took pride in finally getting Orlando after Orlando had gotten the best of us. Um, I feel like he took the Golden State loss hard, and he adapted his gameplay to where he had a bunch of layups and dunks yeah. against the Kings. And I feel like had they leaned on him a little bit more instead of Tatum with a rolled ankle – of course the 58 threes didn't help maybe we don't fall into the Warriors trap yeah it's uh, but I think the leadership thing you hit it Joe I think that's true and I think the way that Jalen Brown's been kind of sort of talking about it like you know last year I felt like our team you know seemed to maybe try to skip steps to get to where they wanted to get back to and this year I think we're just we're taking it day by day and it sounds cliche but I think it's it's true, and I think you're seeing that in their approach.
4: All right, two more quick calls to, yep. to get in before we take our last break. It's uh, Philly Mack in New Bedford wants to talk about the Friars. Good morning, Mac. You're next on Cordishian and Coyne and WEEI.
5: and always a pleasure you and yours have a wonderful and safe holiday.
3: You too, I'm 61 Sandy.
5: years old. As a young man, I grew up in Swansea in a group home, and every other home game, the director of the home I was in had tickets, and he only had four of them, but every other game, he made sure I was there. So, those guys motivated me to like basketball. Love and it. By the time I I was in the freshman basketball, our coach, Mr. Pacheco used to say, Mr. Gavitt, Coach Gavitt, was a motivator of people. And then he showed them how to play basketball. Yeah. And it always made sense. And then Joey Hassett came behind them. So, and I, right? Yep. Yep. And, um. I was always motivated, and I've been to the CYO League, and I prided myself on defense because at the end of the day, if a good team was pushing on you in the fourth quarter, you needed to stop that the other guys shoot and score, and I learned that from watching those guys.
3: I love it. I love it. And, yeah, you want to talk about defense, and you talk about the Friars. How about the current team, the way they played defense yeah. this week? Holy cow. Yeah. Devin Carter's special. He
4: really is. I, I love the way that kid plays. And I love the story that Kim told after the win over Marquette, how he wanted he to guard him, Kolek yeah. and, and English had other ideas. <laughs> and he was furious yeah. during the game. Yeah. You know, put me on him, put me on him. So yeah. uh, that just tells you the competitive fire that burns in his belly. I love Carter.
3: Uh, it's, I love it was the way he plays. yeah. I so did you it, did you see it on on our sports cast? Is that where you saw the soundbite?
4: I yeah. Okay yeah. So
3: that I had to cut it because it was like a minute long. The first part of it was Kim saw him it, that morning and was like, "Hey Devin," and was he was just like locked, locked in, in focused. And then Kim and talked with uh, Nate Tomlinson, one of their assistants, and he said, "You know, the plan originally was for him to guard somebody else and have Jaden pick up, you know, Kolik yeah. to start." And he was like. Devin just, no, Devin wants him. He yeah. wants he wants to guard him. And, yeah, know, worked out. Yeah, yeah he, he uh, definitely embraced the challenge.
4: All right, one more call to squeeze in. Dave in Connecticut wants to talk college basketball. Good morning, Dave. You're next on Cordishian Coit on WEEI.
3: Good morning, guys. Happy yeah,
6: holidays Dave. to you. you Listening too. to Ernie just now brought back so many memories. You know, <laughs> the days of Chris Clark doing the games on Channel 10. Unbelievable. This, um, the Providence Phenomenon. Okay, started in the 50s, grew big in the 60s, Jimmy Walker, the NITs. When they made that NCAA in 73, they played Maryland in the Elite Eight. Yep. And Drizell was blasting uh, communications uh, people all throughout the week, all the TV reporters, saying that Maryland was the UCLA of the East. Providence puts up 103 on them Ooh. with a six-man team, basically, yeah. Yeah. He played six guys in that game Ernie, Marvin, Kevin combined for 73 of the 103.
3: Unbelievable.
6: That was unbelievable. I can go way back. I can give you stories of Providence College. Marvin grew up on the same street as my grandparents. It's like uh, right in South Providence on Ontario Street. It's like uh, (laughs) I can tell you so many stories about the Marvin and Ernie. Ernie goes to school out here at St. Thomas More. Yep. And uh, Dave's from down here in Westerly. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, quite – experience providence college what you see on the court today guys okay is from that era okay that 73 team that final four team set a precedent sort of like the 67 red sox okay what you see on the baseball field with with red sox winning four world series this is what you see in college basketball providence and the tradition that 73 final four team set a precedent guys and it continued with Patino in 87 and to this day. I thank you very much. You have a great holiday, and be safe.
4: All right, Dave, thank Love you. It, Dave. Appreciate the phone call, and, and Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year to you as well. Uh, 401-777-1037, the phone number. We'll squeeze in one more. It's Bob in Cumberland who wants to talk a little PC basketball. Good morning, Bob. You're next on Kordeshi and Koyt on WEEI. Yes,
2: happy holidays to everyone. Devin Carter, 6'3", leads and rebounds and blocks on this team the a combination, kind of a Marcus spot with his leadership, and Jalen Brown, he hits points when you need them most.
4: I Look, no He's argument awesome. from this guy right here. You're talking to maybe one of the biggest Carter fans out there because I've always been a guy, okay? And, and he actually has that rare combination of both. I've always been a guy that says, I'll sacrifice a little talent for a guy that just has – tremendous amount of heart or that fire in his belly that fighter that you know that guy that's the overachiever that's gonna bust his ass every single minute of every single day in practice in games that's who Devin Carter is he actually combines it with elite high level talent too but my point is I love guys like him love guys like him that approach You know, not just basketball, but he probably approaches everything in life that way.
3: Well, so here the two things about Devin this year. First of all, I think he has really flourished with the adjustment with the new coaching staff and how they want to play. I think it's fast-paced, particularly offensively. It's fast-paced, get out and run, transition a little bit. It really plays really well to what Devin does. And Devin himself, I give him a lot of credit. Because we know he's a great defender. We know he's going to give his all every time he's out there. He has improved with his three-point shooting. Mm -hmm. That is huge for this team. Because you put him out there as a three-point threat, which he set a career high against Marquette with five made threes. You do that, and all of a sudden you have to respect wherever he gets the ball on the floor, wherever he is, you have to pay attention. It makes him even more dangerous. And a kid like that improving like that in that area and adding to his tool set. I mean, it just makes him even better for this team and as a pro prospect.
4: My final thought on the Friars before we head into break, uh, this year's Friars team is if Kim English continues to have them defend the way they're defending this year, and I saw it firsthand in, in the Brown game and how they just smothered. Uh, the Bears in the first half of that one, if they continue to defend the way that they defend, uh, they can have a chance to win a lot of games, even in a Big East that is very competitive, that may be a lot more balanced than we think after the first week when you see the top three teams in the league, and UConn, Marquette, and Creighton all go down. Um, But I I think if they continue to put in that type of effort on the defensive end of the floor, that's going to keep you in and give you a chance to win a lot of basketball
3: games. It travels. Defense travels. so. You know, you're going to – it's it's going to be tough for teams to come in here and win at the Amp, which you know the record right now, the last three seasons. It is incredible how good they are at home, best of the country. But you play defense like that, you're going to have a chance to steal some road games here in conference, and that's that's huge in a league that is just going to be tough every time you play.
4: Yep. Okay, we'll take a quick time out. When we come back, Joe Passarelli gives us his producer's question of the week. You're listening to Cordesian Coit on WEEI.
3: When people have a craving to explore new and tradition.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.